Welcome to episode 34 of Super States, Practices of Transformation, with me, your host, Joshua Peters. Each episode of Super States explores the intersection of using trans states in all of the ways that they are available to change your life personally or professionally. In each episode of Super States, we talk to world-class experts, industry leaders, and revolutionary thinkers. They all share the latest information, tools, along with their own personal stories to inspire all of us on our journey. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast host or on YouTube so you can stay up to date with new episodes. And if you like this show, please give me a five-star review. It really helps grow the show. Today, I speak with Jonathan Nan. Jonathan is a pharmacist, a hypnotist, and he views this all through a human design. So what is human design, you ask? Well, you're about to learn the power of human design and hypnosis in Transforming Lives with Jonathan Nan. Welcome to Super States, Jonathan Nan. It's I'm excited to have you here today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So Jonathan, describe to us what you do and how that makes a difference for people, how that transforms lives, or maybe how your own life has been transformed. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that question of what what I do is something that I've been thinking about before before this. Oftentimes it's when you think about what you do, it's like, what's your job, right? So my yeah. job, in my day job, I'm a pharmacist. I work in healthcare. That's one thing. But then there's this whole other sphere of this world of hypnosis and this world that I'm beginning to explore called human design, which begins to kind of expand the barriers of how you can interact with people and connect with people. And then through all that work, uh, there's that other kind of like what I do on a personal level, which is to regularly look through and just figure out how I can do the self work and work on myself. Because one of the things that I've found throughout my journey, throughout uh, the the work, throughout uh, working in hypnosis, and then in my personal life is that I've come to the realization that working on yourself is such an important thing that I don't think we spend enough time doing. And it's something that I've become very intentional about. So in terms of work, I'll work with patients one-on-one -on -one and as well as mentor students and other professionals with hypnosis and human design, I work individually with clients to help them achieve and kind of move past blocks or achieve things that they can't achieve. And then in the same way in that arena of my own life, um, to use the things that I've learned to work on my myself as well. And I know, so you mentioned human design. I don't know very much about that. And so I'm probably pretty sure that there's other people that are listening here that like are not sure what human design is, but it's a term that I hear yeah. and a movement that I, that I know about. So describe mm -hmm. to us what human design is and how that, how you use that to, yeah. to help in your work. Absolutely. So human design is in some ways, some people would call it like the new astrology. It's this combination. It's a synthesis of a number of different kind of ancient um, or uh, more esoteric methods looking at uh, like the Hindu chakra system, uh, Jewish, the mystical Kabbalah uh, astrology, as well as um, something else that I'm forgetting right now. But the combination of all of those things comes together to provide you with something called a body graph chart, or you can think of it as your energetic design. 
So it basically gives you information on your individual design um, based on your birth time and your birthplace. And what that does is it gives you a kind of, um, it gives you a blueprint that you can look at and begin to understand the parts that are, are you and the parts that aren't you. And I think that's been very interesting for me as an experiment to kind of, I guess I got into it through looking at my own human design chart. And if you listen to these things and you, and often in the world that I come from, which is like science and healthcare, astrology and those types of ideas are a little bit out there. But um, if I think it's important to look at the information that's in front of you. And if you take a look at this chart, you begin to read about it a little bit. Um, you'll find that, or I found, I should say, that the the insights from understanding this about myself has been very accurate and actually has been very helpful. So I guess I got into this whole human design thing through the hypnosis side of things, wanting to better myself. That personal development has always been a constant uh, theme in my life. And through hypnosis, I think that really opened the door wide in in terms of opening my eyes to different ways of achieving change in my own life. But then you get to a certain point and you've worked so far and you can work with other people to achieve those insights as well. And sometimes you may find a good fit or you may not find a good fit when you're working with another person. But then with human design, you look up this chart. And it sounds almost like, uh, it's like, oh, like, am I designed? Am I like created to be one way and I can only be one way? Um, it's not so much about um, letting, it's not so much about telling you what you are, but it's more about understanding how you were designed to operate so that you can begin to use your energy and kind of manage your life and the kind of limited energy that many of us feel like we have in the optimal way. So give us an example of uh, an insight that you got from yourself. If, if Absolutely. You yeah. Um, so for myself, when I looked it up, so there's four different main energy types. So there's a manifester, there's a generator or manifesting generator, which is one subcategory. There's reflector, and then there's something called a projector. So I found myself in this projector class or this um, projector type. And the other types, so for example, uh, a generator is that person who can work and seemingly work endlessly if they have if they're working at something that they're really passionate about they can just go and continue as long as their passion sustains them as a projector what i found is i can or before understanding uh, this projector nature of myself it was i would push myself and even if it was things that i was enjoying doing and i would push myself it may not be uh, like i found like i didn't have the energy to do it what I found is for myself, the strategy, which is one of the um, kind of two main parts. So strategy is the part that um, uh, is how you should respond to potential, um, how you should respond to make decisions. So for myself, it was something called waiting for the invitation, which means rather than going out and seeking. So in that kind of, in sometimes uh, you hear people saying, oh, I'm going to go and manifest this for myself. Um, I've thought about that. I've tried that kind of approach and it never really resonated. Uh, and then seeing opportunities come up 
right? So the the generator uh, people out there uh, respond to opportunities. There's an opportunity, they want to do it, they can respond. For myself, for things to feel truly aligned are situations where I'm invited into situations, which um, kind of sounds similar to responding to things, but it's almost like um, you have to have that invitation or somebody recognizing, hey, I think this is right for you, or this is a good opportunity for you, and then come and work. And I found that when I respond to things in that way, waiting for invitations and then responding to them, either saying yes or no, based on how I'm feeling, um, I found that that really opens the door to like working in full alignment. Hmm. Okay. And what... um where did you uh, where have you used that to uh, i don't know manifest something that yeah you to create so i think it really comes down to like decision making for myself mm. uh, and it's like how how you kind of move forward and move through um i would think for example when i was so this is um in my own career uh, i made a career move in the last number of years and I, at the time, I didn't know about this, but it felt right at the time. And if I look back, it was definitely a situation where there was an invitation to come into this, right? So anytime, and, and I should preface all of this by saying, it's not that um, this is something that you have to wait for, for every single decision. It's more for the big decisions in your life. So relationships, jobs, um, where you're living, those types of things, Um to wait for an invitation to come into a situation really um, for myself shows that um, somebody wants my energy there so that I can put my energy forward into this uh, without burning myself out at other times. So uh, in previous jobs, I may have had all these great ideas, things that I wanted to do, to do and did my best to move them forward. And at times really feel like putting a lot of energy into that and the result goes nowhere. Um, what I found is I, I found this opportunity for a job I had applied and that acceptance or an offer of employment is like a big invitation. And it, it was right at the time and I went in and it's really, I find myself in a position now where I'm doing something that really is meaningful to me. And so that's the human design. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell, I know that you uh, have, have been studying hypnosis as well. If I remember right, do you work with the Mike Mandel yeah. uh, crew out, out in Canada? Because you're in Canada, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I don't work with them, but I did train with them. Tra- for... Train with them is what I meant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell us about how, uh, what kind of insights and lessons that you've got from your hypnosis experience. Yeah. And, and absolutely. I think the, Biggest one is really understanding what a super state is, right? So um, the, the, that idea of trance and being introduced to that was a huge insight for me. When I went into the, the training uh, initially, it was a number of years ago, and I realized that um, <laughs> I realized that when I went into the training, I had a little bit of fear of like what hypnosis actually was. Um, and there was like, okay, what's happening? I don't really know, but I'm just going to jump in with both feet. 
So I attended and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to like volunteer to be a subject or anything like that. And of course, like before the first break, we're already like working with partners and like, okay, let's do this induction and whatnot. <laughs> and I was like, oh crap, okay, let's go for it. And what I realized was this is like opening a doorway to this like this state that was always there, but I was not conscious or aware of how to access before. And as the week progressed throughout that training, uh, you know, the more practice that you get, the more trance that you're experiencing, you begin to like understand the qualities of it. And then you, if you look for it well enough, you begin to see it outside um, in day-to-day life. And that really opened like this kind of broader understanding of, oh, geez, like, I think this thing is going on all the time. And I've, you begin to wonder how do I stay in that state as often as possible? Mm. And then you recognize when you're not in that state and then you ask what's put me out of it. So I think the biggest realization really is understanding that this natural process that exists for all of us, uh, we can access it. And oftentimes I would imagine we do access it, but maybe we're not using it in the best way. Yeah, I think that's the key right there. Like most of the time we are, we're in trances all the time, right? So we're always in different types of trances, just typically not the most resourceful ones that we could be in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Resourceful is, is definitely that, uh, that keyword because effective, you may be in a very effective trance of keeping you in whatever state that you're already in. Yeah. And you see that a lot, but that resourcefulness, I think sometimes we feel like, we don't have access to that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so you're a pharmacist and a hypnotist and interested in human design. How does all of this fit together? I think the having the experiences in a number of different kind of settings and groups and fields um, has helped me to observe and to realize that there's a lot of similarities between all the different things that I do. And I think what it comes down to is that relationship with other people and communication and using that relationship and communication to help uh, make connections and move us all, um, I guess, towards a better state. So I, I think all, all of this is every time I learn something new and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is something that would be really helpful for people. I'm so excited to bring it in and incorporate it into all the different pieces of uh, either my work or my life, because in, in a way I'm often looking for efficiency. Um, so if you're working with patients, it's how do you get a result with a patient? If you're talking with uh, a client, how do you get results with a client? And um, the best way that I can think about it is I've been working and integrating these things so that it's not necessarily separate from uh, the, my, my quote unquote life as I'm experiencing it right now. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times and I experienced this after I went for the hypnosis training. I came out of the training. It was uh, a five-day intensive. And then I'm like, I'm a hypnotist. But then you kind of go back to your real world. And whether it's back to like a work setting or a home setting, you're like, I don't really feel like the hypnotist in these settings. And the question becomes, why? Like, what's different in these settings? Mm 
Um, and I think that that state of I'm a hypnotist is also a very kind of, I don't want to say an isolated state, but it is a little bit of a bubble sometimes mm. because we find like, okay, within these contexts, I can work with outside of these and with certain people, I may struggle, right? Um, so then that was always an interesting question to me um, because I think my experiences uh, predominantly lie outside of the hypnosis world of seeing in my work, how do these principles, because they're solid principles that you learn uh, within hypnosis, how would this apply in this other setting? Or how would this apply in my regular life? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... um. It's, it's really that um, kind of connection between it's rather than looking at all of these things as separate buckets, it's just approaching them as uniformly and as aligned as I can. I think that's one of these things that um, I, I remember distinctly different times feeling like a different person or putting forward a different person, um, like a different side of myself in different situations. And then the question became, how do you merge all of those things together? And yeah, I think that's, that's been the journey over the last three to five years. Yeah. It's a, it's always, it's always a challenge. It has been for me anyway, to integrate, think of it like a big life changing experience, whether that's doing a five day intensive hypnosis, uh, experience, uh, going to hypno thoughts live, like where I met you at, right? Even that, that's a pretty intensive experience. You, you get all kinds of uh, goodies into the subconscious mind there. Mm-hmm. Having a, a, a psychedelic experience, mm-hmm. uh, all of these things are the, ca- can be these life-changing experiences. And then the question becomes, as you say, how do you integrate this stuff back into quote unquote real life mm-hmm. and still be able to to take this out there. So what, what's been your method of doing that, of integrating? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I think on a personal level, it's an acceptance and a letting go. It's, it's a combination. It's an acceptance of what's there and a letting go of what I thought was there. Hmm. Um, if that makes sense to you. And, and that's kind of like very like nonspecific, but I think it's the most encompassing way I can answer. And I think that comes down to like the, the beliefs that we hold, um, the, the thoughts that we think about ourselves or situation and other people letting go of that. And then looking at what's in front of you, um, without those things in the way, I think sometimes when we think, Oh, I have to appear this way. I have to do this thing. Um, we forget to look like we just forget to look up and see what's in front of us. And sometimes it's really good to be able to take that and kind of look up and really take stock of what's in front of you. Uh, you, you mentioned real life, right? And I guess the question that I always wondered to myself, and sometimes I'll ask people when I'm feeling like I want to poke and prod a little bit is what's real? Sure. Like, what does real mean? Right? Like, when, when you work within hypnosis and uh, even like NLP, right? You have all these like submodalities and like all of these different ways of processing and transforming the world. And at the end of the day, all the input that we're taking in, it comes through our five senses 
and then we make some interpretation of it. And the 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 thing that really highlighted it for me was uh, when I was resolving conflicts between staff. You would have somebody come to you and say, okay, I'm having this problem with this other person. And then you turn around and you talk to the other person and they'll be like, what's going on? Like, I had no idea that this was an issue. So you have two people interacting in one situation and both people having completely different reads on it. And then again, it's like, what's real? So then it really begins to make you think of when you're taking in information, what am I adding to it? What am I taking away of it? And what am I missing? It's that idea of like looking and I, I don't want it to sound like, oh, constantly searching for things that aren't there or whatnot. But I think it's important to really ask where are perceptions take us where like what are we perceiving within this moment and is it actually um is it actually what we think we're seeing Mm -hmm. yeah I, i think a lot of that comes into like these ideas of mindfulness and meditation as well where you're looking to come into the present moment and really practicing observing uh observing and practicing awareness yeah um to really be able to to experience life as it's coming to you without all the other crap. <laughs> That's, that is the key to enlightenment, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. I, I've actually just returning from a trip from Japan and we spent some time up in uh, this place called Koyasan, which was a, um, uh, like a Buddhist temple area. So there's like 120 temples up there and the Buddhist monks, they go and they, they train up there. And I came across a copy of um, the teachings of the Buddha and you're starting to read these things. And it's like, oh, it's really interesting, this idea of how you let go and how you um, kind of suffer because of your desires and your attachments, right? Um, so so that's been very interesting. and. A lot of these books, or sometimes you read about like different religions or approaches, right? And you kind of look at these things. And on one level, you could read it and assume that, oh, like this doesn't really make any sense to me. And I think if I read this book 10 years ago or 20 years ago, and it's probably why I didn't read it up until now, is that it wouldn't have made sense to me. You can only understand things within the frame of your understanding. If it's something yeah. that lies outside of it, it's uh, there's probably more work that you have to do. So bring that back to your experience with hypnosis and human design. How, how do you have a better understanding now? I think it's being able, and one of the things that started when I did my hypnosis training was really understanding the importance of principles. So you're going through and, you know, with hypnosis, you can learn inductions, you can learn deepeners, you can learn uh, fractionation, like all of these different things. Then what's the purpose of each of them, right? Like uh, you could do really well um, just following a protocol or following like the way that something's supposed to be done and you will likely get an end result. But then when the variables change, 
how do you adjust? So then coming back to the, the principles of things, there's principles to everything that we do, things that make things work. And I think that the more that you kind of go into some of these um, kind of uh, esoteric books um, or different types of knowledge, uh, you find that it's been distilled down to something that's um, something that just is clear, but only makes sense if you can understand it. So I think with through human design, uh, through hypnosis, it opened that gateway to begin to look through other things as principles, rather than judging it by what's on the surface. Hmm. Then you get into human design. And it's like, if you read about it, it the, the, my honest reaction was like, ooh, this is a little bit out there. I don't know how I could potentially talk about this with other people. And mm -hmm. point in fact, actually, like hypnosis was kind of the same thing. If I'm going sure. back into like a like a, a science background and you're talking to people about hypnosis and trance and all these things, like um, how do you do that? And what I've actually found is that more people are open to these types of conversations than I previously thought. Yeah. Right. And beneath the surface, there's always something <laughs> which kind of comes back down to that idea of like the problem is not the problem where someone will present with you with something or you look at something and you're like, oh, I think this is the problem. But there's always layers beneath. And as, right. you, as you strip away those layers, you come down to the center of it. And if you can consider these things that we may that may lie outside of science may lie outside of things where you can measure and test and measure and test it on yourself because a lot of this is personal um I, I think it really begins to expand your um awareness expand your consciousness your unconscious part of you like it really expands all of that and and probably to like people who are in the science field, one of the things I'll ask is, how do you explain consciousness? And we can't, but we acknowledge that it's there. So it's one of those things that, um, okay, you say that there's no hypnosis or like in, in my mind, if I thought, oh, like hypnosis, is it real? Are people actually doing what I see them do on stage? Does it actually yeah. do all these changes? Well, it's like, can you even explain your consciousness to me? Like, how would you do that? How would you measure it? We can't. And, um, not to say that just because we can't do one thing, then the other thing is true. But I think because we can't explain one thing well, uh, it means we should look at that more. And if we can't explain this other thing well either, it would also be another good thing to look at. So based on all the all these things that you've learned, um, give us a practical way that someone might use, uh, let's say, human design to change their life to make an improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Human design is super fascinating because it's so, it can be very complex, but it always comes down to addressing and checking in with your own personal strategy and authority. So strategy and authority is basically the strategy is how you respond to things. And then the authority part is how you make that decision of saying yes or no. And it's probably too much to go into detail because each energy type uh, has different strategy and each individual can have a number of different types of authority. 
sorry, there are a number of different types of authority. So then each person has a particular one. And if you can go through your strategy and authority and apply that to situations where you feel like you're having a difficult time, um, I think that would be very enlightening. So probably one of the a practical way actually is to look up your human design chart, uh, understand what your type, your strategy and your design um, authority is, and then begin to experiment and practice with that. Um, and, and that's something that I, I offer. I, um, I do human design chart readings. And also I am currently providing a free blueprint to anybody that signs up. Basically you would submit your information and I'll send you information specifically on your, um, uh, on your particular energy type. So then when you have that, you can go and actually practically speaking, look at situations where you're having difficult decisions and check in with these things. And that practice becomes really important. Okay. Great. So that was actually one of my next questions was if you need to have a, uh, you know, like when you work with an astrologer, you give an astrologer or you go to a website or someone and put in your information and all of a sudden now you have a chart. Now you need somebody to interpret it. Is that similar with the human design? Yeah, it's it's similar that um, the interpretation definitely helps with an understanding of the chart. And a part of that as well is it also helps you understand um, like how to interpret it, not just what it's saying, but what it means uh, practically for you. Um, but because of this wonderful age of knowledge that we live in, where the information is available everywhere, you could look up your chart and definitely start online. There's a lot of resources where you can start just reading about these things. And even if the only thing that you got out of it is strategy and authority, and using that to even make one decision, one big life important decision better mm-hmm. and more aligned with you, um, I, I think it would be well worth your time. And just so I'm clear, you said you had an offer for people. Can you describe what that is again? Yeah, absolutely. It is a um, energetic blueprint offer. So basically it would be to pull your energetic blueprint and I'll send you a report. It's about a 20 page report that just kind of goes over what human design is, what your energy type is, and then your personal strategy and authority. Uh, and just basically just some information on how you might use that and, and apply it into your life. And that's based on uh, just like astrology. Is it based on date and time of birth and location? Yeah. So it'll be asking for uh your name is just to identify you and then uh, date, time and date, uh, date of birth. And mm-hmm. that will kind of look at where uh, all the, the astrology and all the different pieces that go into it um, come together to make your chart. Okay. And to, uh, I'm, I'm ahead of myself, but you did talk about it already. So uh, what's the best way for somebody to, to get on, to get, to take you up on that offer. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I have a link that I can share with you that you can include in the notes. Um, yep. basically it's a, a website, it's a page form, and there'll be some information on there about how to, how to access that chart. Okay. And I'll basically, make sure. yeah, you can, um, contact me directly by email, especially if you have questions about anything specific there, but, um, yeah, the best way would be just through that, uh, through that site. Okay, I'll make sure that that link is available in the notes. Uh, so what do you see as the future of super states for people to use for personal or even professional growth? Absolutely, yeah. 
I think there's a huge future for it and it's to increase and expand the awareness of it. I think we're seeing a lot of it these days, especially with a lot of the uh, like plant medicines and those types of things where a lot of that is being used for therapeutic purposes now. And with those types of medications or those types of medicines, it's really like an outside um, molecule or uh, a substance that Mm -hmm. moves you into this super state. Um, I think that the more that we can all acknowledge and understand these parts of ourselves, the, the, it's almost like you have machinery that you're born with that you, you come into this world with and we're not really taught how to use it. Like, I'm not sure about your experience, but for me, like, Oh, what the heck is trance? Like, how do I access this? Um, we kind of just go through our lives and we pick the pieces that seem to work for us. And then we kind of cobble it together. Understanding the, the, the use of super states just helps you to focus and really like use your, use yourself in the best way possible. Um, before understanding like the, the human design, the uh, strategy and authority, uh, with just the hypnosis background, I think it was always that checking in with your unconscious, that other part of you that can respond and kind of give you those quote unquote true answers, the things that align for yourself. And I think those two things, it's interesting that they're kind of very similar, but one is a little bit more specific than the other, where it's like, okay, unconscious, I have to practice and understand what that response sounds like or what mm-hmm. that response feels like right? Different people will have different things. Um, Human design almost goes into like some specifics of like things that you'll notice. And the interesting thing is those patterns seem to hold up for the the various people that I've spoken with that I've uh, gone through some of the human design work with um, to find, oh, like this really resonates. So I think it's a matter of awareness, bringing your awareness to the fact that super states exist that there are ways that you are potentially using what you already have in a way that's not in the best alignment for you and understanding that you can move to this other part and i'll I'll say that i do believe that there are ups and downs i think life goes up and down and we have those uh, pluses and sometimes those minuses and it's just because you might not be feeling well doesn't mean that that's you. Sometimes we end up in like, oh, like I'm no good and all of these things. And who, who knows where where these ideas have come from? Oftentimes in childhood where people tell you things, tell you the way that you're supposed to be, and then um, you just hold on to those things. And if you, if you think about the super states, probably the most wide open time of your whole life is when you're in that childlike wonder stage, you know, before the age of seven, where pretty much anything that you are told, taught, the, the capacity that you have to take in is so wide open at that time. And oftentimes we carry much of that into our adult lives. And we don't realize that sometimes we've learned things that we, that maybe aren't the best for us. Got it. I like that. Uh, if somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to either do that or to learn more about you, Jonathan? So best way would be to either connect with me through Instagram or directly through email. 
Um, okay. So you can find me at Curate and Upgrade on Instagram or any, any other social media. But uh, Instagram is probably the the best one where you can DM me or um, or through email at John at well I'll send it to you. Okay, I'll I'll make sure to get it get it in there. Um, and what's the what's the one insight that you want the listening audience to remember today? I think the the insight really is to keep working on yourself. I think it doesn't matter what age, how old you are. Um, it's never too late to start. And if you've started, the work is never done. And that's not a bad thing. I, I think it makes our lives rich and interesting. And you continue to grow and really finding that that space that you can continue to grow in. It's almost like there's... Um, Sometimes, and maybe this is just my own my own perception of things, but it seems like when you look outside people, you know, you go to work, you retire, you get old, you die. Uh, and it's kind of like this trajectory of like coming down this, coming down. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that that's the, I don't think that that's the reality. I think that if you continue to work on yourself, if you look for and you're um, honest with yourself and really looking at yourself, uh, working with yourself to grow, to constantly grow and to expand your awareness. Um, I, I think it only gets better with time. Love it. Thank you so much for your time today, Jonathan. It's been fascinating. It's been great talking to you.